This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Shall we begin? Perhaps I should explain. My name is Enola Holmes. I started a detective agency. How old? You're a girl. Tell me. Yes. Might your brother be free? My brother. Well, I have not a single case. Sherlock's latest seems to be vexing him. BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And together we're reviewing Enola Holmes 2. Um, a little bit surprised to have gotten here, admittedly, because I think two thirds of us didn't enjoy <laughs> Enola Holmes 1 when it came out. But here we are. Uh, it stars, of course, Millie Bobby Brown as Enola Holmes, sister of Sherlock. Played by Henry Cavill. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I actually did not expect to be sitting here a year and a bit later saying, or maybe two years actually, pandemic time, um, saying that I actually really enjoyed this because I didn't particularly enjoy the first one. I could see why it's entertaining and I could see that it was fun to experience it. But I had a lot of problems with the way in which the idea of um, feminism and and the notion of um, the character of Inola herself didn't really vibe with me. The second movie, though, I actually had a really good time watching. I mean, I, it still has some issues, but I felt like it was a really fun weekend watch for me. I don't know if, if that's because of expectations, you know, because um, I, I told you guys like off air that I cannot remember anything from the first Enola Holmes. I just know that I enjoyed it very, very much. Like I, I think maybe I love the movie. I don't know why. Like I don't know <laughs> why I liked it. Um but it's it's like Enola Holmes too is able to capture that fun sort of like energetic vibe from the first movie and also expand on it in a lot of like interesting ways. Like it develops the characters in some ways and then it tells a different story. Uh, they're able to come up with a new mystery while bringing back familiar faces. Um, and I, I enjoyed all of it. And I don't know if that's because I forgot the first one entirely except knowing that I, I enjoyed the vibe because if I remembered that, I don't know if I would have felt like this is more of the same thing. Can I just say, to start off, and I don't know if this is going to undermine the fact that we still have, you know, 18 minutes of a review left to go. (laughs) I like this movie a lot. I thought it was really fun. Um, I barely remember it now. I don't think I will remember it in a week from now. And um, it's kind of a, a very enjoyable nothing burger. Um, I completely get it. It feels like a TV movie and that's fine, if it makes sense. Yeah, so I think that we would all have been more critical of it if we'd watched it on the big screen. Yes, for me, for sure. Oh, 100%. Um, You know how we always say that, you know, this movie should have been seen in the cinema and that movie should have been seen in IMAX? (laughs) This This is the perfect streaming service release doesn't matter which streaming service it came it came out on um it looks expensive enough but it still has that shot on a soundstage tv movie look and feel um it's easy to pause and take a break if you want you don't have to watch it in one sitting if it's too long because it's about two hours plus plus um it works perfectly on a lazy weekend because even though there is a mystery at the heart of it 
you don't care like no one cares like you know you or you, you figured it to, out halfway you yeah you figured it out like within 20 minutes of the thing and you're just like oh this is fun to sit down with so it doesn't even ask for a lot of attention or focus from you it's like the perfect streaming service movie. Iron's doing that thing where he resoundingly says a movie was enjoyable and then points out all the things about it that would actually be criticism. Yes. <laughs> it, it is the exact thing. I'm just letting him do it because you know <laughs> this is something Arvin does. Um but I agree though. I enjoyed it exactly for those reasons and I'm trying to remember whether I went into the first Enola Holmes with higher expectations than this one, uh, but because I, in my head, I was like, "Oh God, I dislike the first one. I'm going to have to watch this." The only thing I liked was Henry Cavill, and then I watched this, and I'm like, "Hey, this is fun. It's frothy. It's fun. Um, the 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 vibe of the film is really enjoyable." Um, yeah, I didn't even need to pause. I could walk away and like make dinner and come back, and it's still fine. I I actually watched it in one sitting. Which is I, I did not expect to do. Just like one sitting, just bulldoze through the whole thing. So the film's story is, as you heard, that Enola Holmes decides, okay, I'm going to set up my own agency after realizing at the end, I think, if I recall correctly, of the first movie, realizing that this is something that she wants to do. <laughs> so um, she she sets up her own agency and isn't taken very seriously. But a girl brings her the mystery of her missing sister, and that's when she goes, oh, okay, so this is something. That I'm going to look into. Um, it leads her on to greater. It leads her on to a match factory. And if you're familiar with your history from this period of time, then maybe you know where this is going. And if not, the movie is also very happy to fill those gaps in for you later. And it intersects with Sherlock's case, and therefore brings Henry Cavill's Sherlock Holmes back into the fold. So I think it helps actually that the mystery or the issue at the heart of the movie is actually quite a serious one. Um, you know, match girls being exploited and mysteriously dying, the divide between the upper class and and the working class, and how it can have real consequences on people. It felt a lot more important than the first movie, and I think that helped, right? And all of the supporting characters who bring the story to life were also very good. Um, they were very intriguing, and so even though the Enola aspects of it sometimes felt a little bit frivolous, I think I didn't. I think I didn't mind because there seemed to be uh, a, an important story at the heart of it, and then and then of course the rest of it, the mystery solving, all of that is done just well enough that it's enjoyable. Um, I did want to say the one thing I was surprised by, and I think added a lot to the movie. Uh, so David Thewlis is in it. I'm not going to say how he turns out, but he's not a good guy. Um, David Thewlis. I, I think we've all retired this phrase, but I'm just going to bring it back. David Thewlis understood the brief, though, huh? Hundred percent. Like the 100, yeah, the yeah, degree completely. to which he was over the top was yes. delightful. I also, and I'm going to say this, and I realize how it sounds. I loved that the story let him hit Enola, and in a way that you can take it seriously. And, I, and, and of course, it's horrible to watch. But I feel like the movie does kind of paint a picture where it's not going to literally pull its punches. It is dangerous what she's doing. And I think he brings a real sense of danger to the story that was missing in the first one. 
it it has that perfect balance of it's serious but it's not self-serious so it's not trying to sell itself as some sort of like award-winning social commentary thing there is social commentary but it also knows exactly what it is la. it knows that it's Enola Holmes 2 uh, a Netflix release on the streaming service you know what I mean um, and it's funny right because like Millie Bobby Brown is is best known as Eleven in Stranger Things but Enola might be her her funnest or her best character I think personally. I think it's also her for real like if you watch her interviews she's yeah. much more Enola than she is Eleven because even here right she's like witty she's funny uh, the comedic timing is good surprisingly good for Millie Bobby Brown um, and it, it's fun to watch her sort of like bulldoze through the movie with that that sort of energy and that vibe that she brings like you know she's just fun to watch on screen um, which is not something that I would have predicted before in the first Enola Holmes seeing her in things like Godzilla King of the Monsters um, she does these roles very well I think Is it too late for me to say of course she's more Enola than Eleven because what is Eleven? Sorry <laughs> it was there and it had to be said and everyone just loves Stranger Things and is uncritical of it And you never miss a chance to say you don't like it You know I did miss the chance I brought it back it, The ship had actually sailed I saw- I saw this joke somewhere online um, where it said that Enola Holmes 2 is a 10 out of 10, but Millie Bobby Brown is an 11. Uh, (laughs) All right. (laughs) There it is. Okay. We we brought it full circle. Praise and criticism all in one show. Um, We are talking today about Enola Holmes 2, starring, as you might have figured out by now, Millie Bobby Brown, uh, directed by Harry Bradbeer. Um, It's also got Henry Cavill, Helena Bonham Carter, whom we haven't talked about, Adil Akhtar. Let us know if you've watched it. It just dropped last week. Um, and if you enjoyed it, you can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Business, finance and music. BFM 89.9. Is it true you find lost people? Yes. My sister. She disappeared a week ago. At last, I would be a detective in my own right, worthy of the home's name. Dare I ask? She's a detective. Good God, another one. I'm trying to save a girl's life. And what can we do? We. BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin and together we're talking about Enola Holmes 2, which was uh, the sequel to, obviously, Enola Holmes. Um, still what starring. a mystery. I know, I know. <laughs> about as mysterious as the central mystery of Enola Holmes 2. Um, anyways, it is directed by Harry Bradbeer uh, from a screenplay by Jack Thorne, the exact same pairing actually that brought us Enola Holmes. Um, and I wanted to talk about the breaking the fourth wall thing because I don't think everyone knows how to do it. And if you can't do it, it's really cringe. And I realized I was enjoying this movie and Millie Bobby Brown when she broke the fourth wall repeatedly with like just impunity. It happens every few minutes. And I was just like, oh, cute. Yeah, because Ferris Bueller, Fleabag, and quite amazingly, Enola Holmes. <laughs> um, but she really is quite good at how she does it, right? The, the Tisai is so self-knowing and... and I do think that a lot of the enjoyment of this movie um, rests on how much you are willing to, I think, willing to 
put yourself in a space to just have a good time without overthinking things. And she's the perfect guide to take you through something like it. I kept thinking about I kept thinking about Bridgerton when I watched this. And I think both for that reason, that you have to have a certain frame to enjoy what this is. But also um, for the more serious issues that it supposedly tries to bring up, whether it's feminism or um, whether it's race blind casting, it is doing those things. It's not necessarily doing them with a lot of seriousness, but that's kind of okay. So I love the the breaking the fourth wall stuff. Um, and I actually like the romantic angle that they had going on, the relationship. Tewksbury. It's still like sappy. Tewksbury. Uh, like, I, I could do with less Tewksbury. Nonsense. You are such an I, Enola I lover. Him. It's crazy. <laughs> the stuff that you like about this film. <laughs> Tewksbury is the least annoying male romantic lead in a teenage-driven show, I think. Um, there's something about him that's that's... He's not not annoying, but he's the least <laughs> annoying. So I'm like, okay, I care about these people. It's, it's not bad. You know, I, I can, I can, you know, I can root for these two. Well, I feel like the movie's a little too long, like a half an hour too long. And I feel like if you just cut it's out all Tewksbury, if you just cut out everything about Tewksbury, it would be the perfect length. This is, you know, honestly, I feel that this is our fault. That if we had gone back to Enola Holmes and watched Tewksbury there, that we would have the kind of emotional, um, the emotional baggage to bring to Enola Holmes to and appreciate Lewis Partridge a little bit more. Um, I I had forgotten a lot of stuff about Tewksbury, and so it it almost felt like I was being reintroduced to this guy with an interest in botany who doesn't know how to fight, who's into Enola. Um, and, and I was happy to accept it on on that basis, partly because there was enough good stuff going on um, for me to to lie on Tewksbury. So um, I enjoy Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes. Um, it's kind of nice watching him play stoic, oddly. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. Um, I, I really enjoyed Helena Bonham Carter. We already we already spoke about David Thewlis. Uh, Sharon Duncan Brewster was also very fun to watch. Oh, Sharon Duncan Brewster is so good um, in a role that you don't see a lot of, but is very, very effective. Um, I, I have to talk about Henry Cavill mostly because I think there's a part of me that wants him to have his own movie where he plays exactly this Sherlock. Um, and, and it also got me thinking about how can Enola Holmes as a film actually exist without Sherlock Holmes and can it exist without this Sherlock? Because the movie goes to actually quite a lot of lengths to introduce Sherlock lore, right? Like whether it's characters that you might recognize or places that if you're a fan, you would really get excited by. And I'm like, well, whose mythology is this actually building? Um, but that said, I I love what Henry Cavill brings to this role. Um, it makes me miss him in these kinds of movies, right? Kind of nothing movies that are fun to watch like Man from Uncle. Yeah, um, and what I like most is how he gets to play smart, um, which is not common for people who have his physique. I'm not saying that people <laughs> with that physique are not smart. I'm just saying that you don't cast Dwayne Johnson as a scientist who's working at NASA. You know what I mean? It's not the it's the it's it's a bit weird. Um, but because <laughs> because Henry Cavill's a, a nerd in real life, um, it is like he can play smart, and you can believe that he can crack the case. Like you can believe that he's this next level genius who pays attention to every detail, doesn't miss a thing. Um, and I like that the the believability. 
Um, because otherwise, it's he's just like Superman, and you're like, what is he doing here? But it's a testament, I think, to the to the writing and especially to his performance that he gets to pull that off. He's a he's a good Sherlock. It's an understated performance, I think. Mm. That's what's fun about it. You know, he's not marching around with like the pipe and the cap. It's there. They're there in the room, but you don't necessarily see him like <laughs> like popping it on and shouting, "The game's afoot! I haven't met you yet, Watson, but come on!" You know, like you don't necessarily get all that stuff. I I'm. Wondering though, because Enola Holmes is actually from a book, right? Yes. Um, it's from a book series from a character that was created especially for um, the series. And therefore, how much or how little Sherlock you get, and I'm sure that there are going to be more of these films, um, how much or how little Sherlock you get, I think is always a fine balance to strike. Because if the central premise of the whole movie is Enola, um, in the first one, it was Enola stepping out of her brother's shadow, I think. Um, in the second one, it's about learning to work with others, but also kind of forging a connection with her brother, but also not being tied up too closely to him. Then the movies themselves, I think, have to figure out how much Sherlock they want to have, especially if they're going to have a Sherlock played charismatically by Henry Cavill. Because it's the same problem as Mycroft. Um, Sam Claflin isn't in this and I kind of miss him. I did miss Sam Claflin, actually. Um, They, again, from what I remember from the first film, had a pretty nice sibling vibe going on. It was scheduling, apparently. (laughs) Ah, Okay, Mm. I I figured that or budgeting. I wasn't sure which. Um, No, you're absolutely right. Because in this, in both movies, a big part of the theme is um, how Enola is an integral part of even Sherlock being able to solve his mystery. Um, but never gets the credit for it because we start the second movie by everyone talking about the mystery from the first movie saying, oh, that was Sherlock's mystery. He solved it. Uh, So I guess it is almost inseparable at this point. And because I've not read the books, I'm not sure how the books play it. I do think long term, it's a bit of a problem for the Enola character. So like on that note, right, do we want to see spin-off with separate stories in the same uh, same Sherlock, yes. Henry Cavill and Sherlock, 100% Netflix, please do it. It would work, right? It would work so well, I think. A series, like, maybe not a movie. I know none of yeah. this is going to happen, but I want to see it. You I'd never li- know. You I'd never like know. to see it, but I've, I can't help but feel like it... Oh my God, I, I feel it bubbling up. Doesn't it undermine Enola? <laughs> It does. It, it really does. So it, the, the movies kind of built their own problem in. That's the problem. Yeah, I think keep the integrity of this franchise in check um, with Enola Holmes 3 and then maybe we can see where it goes from there. Agreed. (laughs) All right. So I guess we're renaming the the show to like Enola Holmes culture or something or Enola Enola Love. Enola? I don't know. But like we have somehow become Enola Holmes super fans. Yeah, who want a whole universe. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's expanding mythology. Okay, so this is where we've ended up. Uh, let us know, did you watch Enola Holmes too? And did you enjoy it? Um, you can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. And of course, write to us at movies at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.